Senators, Senators, I understand you do not want another emperor, but it seems you have been given one. I sympathize with you. I do not want to be an emperor, but it seems I have been chosen one. Perhaps you would take a little moment to sympathize with me. with Claudius episode three, Ray. Refreshed, refreshed, ready to go. I've had a whole week off. It's been great. Loving it. Can't wait to get into this story. Loving it. And our last episode, (laughs) we got up to the point where uh, we said... When Caligula became emperor, uh, Claudius was made a consul. Out of nowhere, having had no power, no authority for uh, his entire life, all of a sudden, he's got something going on. If I can give an analogy real quick, that's not unlike, say, I don't know, someone like me who, you know, had a podcast on the side, doing his thing, living a humble life or whatever, and then there's this just fucking force of nature, this is where you come in, who practically invented long-distance history podcasting, and they team up. You've got this rock star Caligula, 24 years old, just dick swinging everywhere. Everyone's loving him. They've got these expectations through the roof for him. He pairs up with this old man, a little slower, walking funnies, whatever. But together, can they or can they not do it? We're going to see. But as you and I know, because of what we covered with Caligula, this honeymoon, not unlike ours, doesn't last very long. And then suddenly uh, Claudius is not being revered the way he once was for the first 30 days of their relationship. Please weigh in. Yeah. Well, to continue the analogy, um, very early on in their relationship, which which started off as equals and maybe even the younger man looking up to the older man slightly. Quite quickly, <laughs> it turned into... Right. Quite quickly, it turned into... Disappointment. A complete farce. Disappointment, being let down. <laughs> Claudius... Week after week. After yeah. Week. Oh, sorry. Claudius started to get bullied by Caligula and pretty much yeah. treated as a joke, <laughs> uh, in public as well as in <laughs> private. Oh, yeah. No, no. No, the, the tears are real. Anyway, we're we're talking about Claudius. I think so. Yeah, I think that's. (laughs) Remember how in 39, Claudius was sent by the Senate to congratulate Caligula on his return from the Rhine for suppressing the conspiracy led by Geticulus and Lepidus, and Caligula threw him into a river. Supposedly. Although, yes, I should point out that that story is probably bullshit. Even Suetonius doesn't seem to believe it. I think Suetonius says something to the effect of some people have said that, right? Uh, which is his way of saying, I don't really believe this. But it's a good story. Apparently there was a tradition in Gaul that you, where you threw unsuccessful performers after literary competitions into the river as a mock sacrifice to the gods, and apparently this may have been a play on that. bit of right. Roman humour in there. You had to be there. Right. It was... <laughs> Funny at the time, but didn't translate well, like with a lot of Caligula stories. Right. He thought it was funny and everyone took it seriously. And he's like, fuck you guys. You used to have a sense of humor, Romans. What happened to you? What the fuck? Now, I do have to ask so Claudius leads this delegation to congratulate Caligula on finding out about, uh, finding out about this conspiracy and taking care of it. I get all that. I wish we could go back in time. Who's the person that recommended? Claudius to lead this delegation were were they afraid that Caligula was going to be in a foul mood and hey let's get a family member or someone he probably won't kill or was it maybe some of those people who later on would be a part of the conspiracy who wanted to see if they could just tweak a little more family tension between these two who knows but the point is someone made that decision Claudius for ill or good, went along with it, and he, at the very least, seems to be chastised by his nephew, who says, I don't need you coming and checking up on me. That's bullshit. You're a joke. I'm the emperor. This is bullshit. Uh, But at the very least, you get the sense that Claudius was dressed down when he showed up. 
Yeah, I remember that happened after Caligula had sent his sisters into exile yes. for being involved in this conspiracy against him. And he said the Senate, never give anyone in my family any position <laughs> of authority or respect again. Not that there was anyone left apart from Claudius right. at that stage. Yeah. Um, but then they sent Claudius and he supposedly... Freaked out. Right. But any according to Suetonius anyway, he then started to regularly insult Caligula. Mm. Not just sorry, Claudius. Right. Uh he, he was Claudius was insulted by Caligula and yeah. Caligula's inner circle. Suetonius writes, if he came to dinner a little after the appointed time, he took his place with difficulty and only after making the round of the dining room. Oh, so they didn't have a uh, like a seat of reserved for him with a little nameplate. Yeah. This is for Claudius. He, he had to walk around. Excuse, is there any room? No, fuck off. I'm, I'm, I'm holding this seat for someone. Not you. Whenever. Yeah. Not you. Whenever he went to sleep after dinner, which was a habit of his, he was pelted with the stones of olives and dates, and sometimes he was awakened by the jesters with a whip or cane in pretended sport. They used also to put slippers on his hands as he lay snoring so that when he was suddenly aroused, he might rub his face with them. Well, that is actually kind of funny. I, I pay yeah, that. I, would I think that's good. pay to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's, that's good old-fashioned jokes, right. go, jokesmanship there. <laughs> He's got yeah. jokes. But that's, that's Groucho Marx-level <laughs> comedy. That's brilliant. He's the butt of so many jokes but what's he going to do? He's the Ray Harris of Rome, right. basically. Oh, I feel sorry for him now. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> um, and for the women that had to marry him. Right. Now, as we said in the last episode, he was also never rich. He, he did have some gardens and a few houses, <clears throat> probably got something out of Tiberius's will, probably got something earlier on from... Daddy? The uh, will of his father, yeah. Drusus, but didn't get much from the will of Augustus. And, of course, Livia's will was never executed by Thibault. Oh, dick. Unt until Caligula, I think, or maybe even until Claudius. Um, right. But uh, can you remember who it was? I think it was, was Claudius. Caligula or Claudius? He, Claudius I think he himself. literally had to become emperor in order to execute her will and her, her wishes. Yeah. Right. I up. bequeath to myself a ton of money. Thank you. <laughs> and we're done. Seeing as everyone else is dead, right. I'm the only person left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he may have received a big part of his mother's fortune when she died in 37. But things cost. I mean, things cost. So he's not rich. Well, hookers and blow particularly. I mean, he was doing a lot of hookers and blow <laughs> by the sounds of it. Well, we all have to have priorities, but but to be a celebrity, to be royalty, and to not have enough money, that and to be the butt of so many jokes, that just that's a fucked up life that this guy really has no choice but to live out. Now, in the year forty, he was forced by Caligula into another priesthood. Thank this you. time, right, the cult of Caligula. <laughs> I'm not dead yet, but I am a guide, so pony up. Yeah, I remember we talked about mm -hmm. this in the Caligula's ears. Well, look, basically, you know I'm going to be a god right. when I, I die, tell. so just, why wait? Yeah, let's just jump into it. I'll, I'll need eight like, million. I'm probably going to, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to live a long time because, look, I'm young. Yeah, virile. Uh, oh, look at this. Yeah, very healthy, right. apart from when somebody tries to poison me. But <laughs> apart from that, very healthy. Uh, I'm the emperor. Yeah. Gonna be around for a long time. Yeah. Let's just get this God business. Let's <laughs> get it up and over running. With. Yeah. Oh my God. So 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 um, Claudius is forced to pony up between eight and ten million sesterces. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, like a podcaster, he ain't got it. So he has to sell some of his property, and it's not like he's got a lot of property. So this guy is struggling. If you just write about him in the newspaper, you'd think he's rich as fuck. But he's actually not. He's just doing the best he can. So Caligula is sapping him and a lot of other people dry. But here's the rub of this yeah. whole thing, and I think you can relate to this. Okay. His, there are pretty good reasons to think that his reputation for being weak, stupid, and pointless right. are what actually kept him alive all these years. The rest yes. of the family yes. were either assassinated or sent into exile. Right. Me, but because yeah. he's considered 
a non-threat, a dullard, he manages yeah. to survive. Do you know what would happen to you if you cut me loose? Oh my God, the ugly worded emails you would get, the messages, Instagram, exactly. Twitter people would yeah. be up oh. your ass. And this yeah. time, not in a good way. So thank you to all those people out there who keep 50, me employed. At least 50%. <laughs> Fifty percent of our audience would disappear overnight, so we'd go from like ten listeners down to five. <laughs> you would be devastated, devastated, and those five yeah. would come to yeah. me. Come to me, yeah. my children. <laughs> you wouldn't have anything for them, no, but no. Uh, they would come to you. Yeah, they yeah. would. They'd love it because their expectations yeah. are already put, low. Yeah, well, that's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> They would, they would not leave unhappy or unsatisfied. Anyway, please. But you're right. He's laying low. He's coming across as a whatever. He's not a threat. He's an embarrassment, but that's not the same thing as a threat. And this guy is living while others are dropping off throughout the years. But, of course, as we know, even that nearly wasn't enough. When Caligula was assassinated in 41... Right. The assassins went looking for Claudius. They killed Sazonia. They killed... Uh, Drusilla, the daughter right. of uh, Caligula and uh, Sazonia. Yeah. They went looking for Claudius as well, but they couldn't find him because, like you, yeah. when <laughs> D'Angelo comes over, he was hiding behind a curtain. <laughs> but now, for I know we're going to go into this and whatever whatever level, doesn't matter. We are going to enter some territory that's make you, that's going to make you go, because huh? we're going to get to some stuff that just seems improbable. And I just wanted to, to get your, your take on one thing right now, Cam. So Caligula is murdered. Claudius, with all due respect, limps away, hides somewhere. He is found by a guard who doesn't kill him, so wasn't in, I guess, on the conspiracy. And he hails him as Imperator. I mean... It, it, it very quickly becomes an, a story that's just a little bit too incredible to take on face value or or, or just a lot yeah. of luck or a hell of a lot of luck. Yeah, well, let's get into the nuts okay. and bolts. This is what people have come for. Yeah. Let's get, we've we've done nuts and bolts. two and a half episodes right. of background. Right. So what happens after Caligula's assassination, which is obviously where we ended the Caligula series? So yeah. as we touched upon then, the assassins go looking for him According to Suetonius, uh, when the assassins of Gaius shut out the crowd under the pretense that the emperor wished to be alone, Claudius was ousted with the rest and withdrew to an apartment called the Hermaeum. And a little later, in great terror at the news of the murder, he stole away to a balcony hard by and hid among the curtains which hung before the door. As he cowered there, a common soldier who was prowling about at random saw his feet and intending to ask him who he was, pulled him out and recognised him. And when Claudius fell at his feet in terror, he hailed him as Imperator or Emperor. Now, Josephus tells us that the soldier's name was Gratus, which means gratitude or gratefulness. So that's... A fitting name, mm, if true. Right. He also tells us that Gratus said to his followers, this is a Germanicus. Come on, let us choose him for our emperor. Uh, yeah. He goes on, Gratus smiled upon him and took him by the right hand and said, leave off, sir, these low thoughts of saving yourself while you ought to have greater thoughts, even of obtaining the empire, which the gods, out of their concern for the habitable world, by taking Gaius out of the way, commit to thy virtuous conduct. Go to, therefore, and accept of the throne of thy ancestors. Now, yeah. one problem there is it's not a throne of his ancestors. He's right. not in direct line. No. But, yes, this story does seem to be uh, a little bit uh, after the fact-ish, you know. Yeah. And, I, and, again, I'll get into some other stuff Josephus writes as well later on, uh, which, you know, I get a strong whiff of bullshit from Josephus here, and uh, he's obviously writing towards the end of the first century um, or a little bit after the end of the first century. 
uh, we assume he has access to some contemporary records. Right. But uh, yeah. he also, you know, we know from Josephus already, he's not one to shy away from just making shit up. Um, he does that a lot. Yeah. Well, he's like like all these guys, like Suetonius. Exactly. Uh, he's there to tell a good story. Exactly. You know? Because whenever any of those, and you've read out plenty of these over the years, whenever they give a speech, it's a wonderfully crafted speech. It's beautiful. It's balanced. It's poetic. It's, it's, it causes visions to go off in your head. Whatever. I get all that. But putting that aside that they kind of beef up the speech because that's what you do, this has got to be the most proactive guard who's got him, who has got control of himself and he's not panicking in, during the or just after the assassination of their emperor. This, this, this guy has seemed to got it. He's cool, calm, and collected, and he's deciding by himself to make Claudius the emperor. It, it's, just, it's, it's just too much. It's too much to believe. Yeah. Tell you one, speaking about historians, yeah. one of the things that surprises me is that Plutarch didn't write more on Claudius. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you would think that uh, he would have uh, really liked telling the story of Claudius when he's comparing stories of good people and right. bad people. Right. Um, apparently, though, he may have written biographies on Augustus, Claudius, and Nero, which have just been lost. Sure. But it's oh. a shame we don't have his take on it, even though, again, not a historian really, more about telling morality tales, right. but I would love to have some Plutarch stuff on Claudius. And, of course, Tacitus yeah. did write about Claudius, but it's missing, as is his stuff on Caligula's years. I think Tacitus picks up with the version that we have from the seventh year of Claudius's reign, so we miss out on all of this early stuff about how he became emperor. We might have more of a genuine historical version of events if Tacitus was around. But yeah. anyway, that's Josephus's version. Now, this whole con- connection to Germanicus I find interesting, right? Considering he died 20-odd years earlier. Right. I mean, I guess some of the older soldiers might remember him. That's a good point. And his reputation yeah. might survive, but... I mean, this whole thing about, well, he's a good guy because he was the brother of Germanicus, who's been dead for 20-odd years. I, I don't know. Does that sound credible to you? Not really. Let's say, like, you're 18 years old, you join up with the army, you've been there for five years, you're in your early to mid-20s, and people are talking about, oh, the good old commander, Germanicus. That's going to mean fuck all to you. You're certainly not going to have a sense of loyalty to his children or to his family or whatever. These are just stories that older soldiers are telling. So, yeah, for the older guys, I'm sure there is genuine infection, appreciation, admiration for uh, for for Germanicus and people like him. But nowadays, it's pretty much, I'm in the army to get paid. I'm here to earn a living or take care of the emperor, whatever. But that's as far as it goes. And so this whole emotion, I mean, we're talking about soldiers here, this whole emotional connection with uh, someone from the line of Germanicus, it's a bit much, but we keep hearing it over and over and over again like that's somehow supposed to make it true. It just seems stretched to me. Hmm. I mean, and it's not like Germanicus lived to a ripe old age either. He died yeah. in his early 30s. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he probably he was out there soldiering from his late teens, so he, he did have a good 14 yeah. years. And, of course, he, you know, he uh, went to the Rhine and shut down some of the uh, right. troubles there after Gave Augustus died. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I seem to recall, too, that he was treated as a bit of a joke when he turned up and, you know, he, he had to stamp his foot a few times. And Didn't he bear his he chest? He had to get some support from some of the older soldiers. Didn't he, like, at one point bear his chest, like, go ahead and kill me now? Or, or was that so? I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he was, he had to, or he had to earn the respect of the I think that was soldier. Napoleon. Napoleon. Okay, I don't uh, think he was. And Vladimir Putin. <laughs> of. I know you have dreams of Putin. <laughs> oh, a three-way. Uh, anyway, a short man like that just turned yeah. me on. But uh, he was a joke at first, but he did earn respect over the years. But that was a while ago. Anyway, he was taken by Gratus to the barracks of the guard outside the city wall. Now, here's where it gets interesting. There is some suggestion that Claudius knew about the plot against Caligula. I think everybody knew. This is like a plot number well, four. Well, yes. But 
yeah. He, he genuinely suspected based on past events. You know, people are talking, I think something's going to happen to this guy. How can I, what can I do? That kind of thing. But not just generally speaking, there might be a plot against him or there was a plot, but that it was going to happen that morning. Ooh. And there is some evidence to support that. Right. So let's look into it. Um, there, there were only three people, apart from the actual assassins, who left the theatre that day before Caligula. Right. Which, of course, would have been an, an act of... Oh, outrageous yeah. discourtesy to leave before the emperor. Exactly, exactly. Those three men were Vinicius, who we believe was involved in plotting the assassination, mm-hmm. Valerius Asiaticus, right. who was possibly involved in the assassination, and Claudius. Oh. Now, yeah. this means that all three had the chance to get to safety before the murder and the inevitable uh, outrage, particularly from Caligula's German bodyguards who started just killing people, (laughs) chopping their heads off and carrying them around. Right. You don't piss off Germans. So if they got up to leave early um, knowing what's coming, I mean, it it, it certainly doesn't look good. Like you said, that's that's like standing up before the king gets up. You just... That's not done. Even during a festival, that's just extremely tacky. Yeah. And you would only do that, really, if you didn't think Caligula was going to be around (laughs) an hour from now to complain about. To ask about it, yeah. Now, uh, after the assassination of Caligula, the Senate met under the sitting consuls Saturninus and Pomponius Secundus. Right. And talked about, well, now fucking what do we do now? Obviously, no male Julii Caesars survived. Right. So do we end the Principate Uh, as far as extended members? Do we kill them to, which I know sounds cruel, but maybe we want to avoid a civil war? What are we going to do? But as you can imagine, because this Principate has been around for almost 70 years, I think, some of these senators are going to go, you know what, it's, it's de facto, it's here, we just have to learn to live with it. So let's, let's talk about not bringing back the Republic, because that's kind of bullshit. So some people want the Republic, some people want to go on with the Principate, because it's there, its structure is there. So they're having a debate, and again, whoever, and I think we said this on one of the last shows of, the, of Caligula, there was probably a decent-sized group of conspirators, not not that everybody knew who everybody else was, but they damn sure did not have all the same idea of what to do after Caligula's killed. And now we're getting into that. So you've got pandemonium, you've got chaos, you've got these senators together. Who's going to try to dominate? Who's going to try to push their view on everybody else but trying to appear like they're not a part of the conspiracy? I mean, it's getting ugly. It's coming down to a battle of wills. But then you've got quirky, twisty, timey, whiny, fate that's going to step into this, but you've got to be thinking that someone had a plan of what to do after he's dead, but things go pear-shaped very quickly. Oh, I don't know that they did have a plan. We've seen this before, like with the assassination <laughs> of Caesar. Right. It's just like... <laughs> just get know, rid of him. Just Barry kill him. Dan right. were in the room and some of you were like, well, what do we do after we kill him? And everyone's like, oh, you're always fucking overthinking shit, Barry. Like, God. Jesus Christ, we've got enough on our plate yeah. right now, let's Barry. Get, let's get the Don't knife think- in the son of a bitch, then we'll think yeah. about that. Yeah. Then we'll think about what happens next. <laughs> fucking hell. You're you always want to think through every right. detail. That's why we never get anything done. <laughs> fucking chess players. Anyway. Hard enough just to agree on how we're going to kill him, <laughs> let alone. <clears throat> Can we deal with that, please? You say 70 years of the Principate, but it's been about 90 years since Julius Caesar oh, crossed the Rubicon. Good point, yeah. It's been 85 years since the assassination of Julius Caesar. But right. for 90 years, nearly a century there has been no functioning republic. Right. It's been either a dictatorship or a triumvirate or, you know, so, the principate, Some I focused guess. power. So if, I, if I'm one of those senators that's saying, okay, now's our time to bring back the republic, you're going to fucking roll your eyes at me. Dude, what planet are you living on? Those days are gone. But I guess somebody brought it up. Like, 
to, to, to put this in terms people might be able to better understand, just imagine the United States hadn't had a functioning democracy for 100 years. Right. Oh, wait, wait, you don't need to imagine. <laughs> That's actually true. Um, <laughs> right. But imagine, okay, imagine uh, for the last century America had been a kingdom. Right. Run by... Ian McShane, and it was, you know, you still had a Congress, but everyone knew that they were basically just right. there to rubber stamp shit yeah. that Strong men King running. Ian McShane yes. uh, yeah. declared. It's a reference to a TV show called, uh, fucking, what is it called? Dead. I can never remember the Deadwood? No, no, the show he made after Deadwood. Oh. With the butterflies. Um, God damn it. American. Where he plays the king of America. Kings. Kings. Oh, yeah. It was, Only ran for... Yeah, I heard it. Ran one. for one season, I think. Really, really good. Great writing. Great cast. Um, yeah, but got axed. Too smart, I think, right. for people. It's basically set... It's, it's a retelling of... Um, Part of the Old Testament telling of uh, David and Goliath, right. but it's uh, set in kind of contemporary America, but it's an America that's a kingdom. Mm. Ian McShane is the king. Um, really, really worth a watch if you've never seen it. Cool. If you can find it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, just imagine that. Like if you haven't had a functioning democracy for a century and all of a sudden, everyone's like, well, let's do that democracy <laughs> thing again, shall we? Whip out a history book. And people so are like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who do we know who knows history better than anyone? Oh, Claudius. Yeah. <laughs> um, Livy was dead at this stage. Right. Been dead a long time. Right. So, yes, but there were no male Julius Caesars left, no one coming from that branch of the family, at least officially. Right. Of course, th there is the story, probably started by Claudius himself, that his father was the illegitimate child of Augustus. Oh. Augustus was adopted by Julius Caesar, right. so therefore that's as valid as yeah. anyone. Yes. Of course, you know, neither Augustus nor Tiberius, as long, 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 term, long term listeners know, were directly related to Julius Caesar or directly related to each other. In fact, right. they were all adopted, adopted, yeah. but Claudius not adopted no. by the Julii Caesar side of the family. He doesn't even have that going Just for him. Last guy standing. So some of the senators argued to end the principate, yeah. but others said, "Listen, we're too far gone now. <laughs> um, we 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 wouldn't know what to do." Oh. And the people, yeah. the people expect. Uh, a king because they're they mad. expect a ruler, they expect a Caesar. Yeah. They are mad, they are that's mad. right. Yeah, that's they loved Caligula. something else to remember. The people loved Caligula, yeah. that's right. You can fuck with them, yeah. They're screaming for blood out there, and the, and the Senate is sitting up on the Capitol Line Hill. They've got troops or whatever around them, they, they've got the treasury there. They're trying to decide what to do, but they can't even fucking make an agreement on which the best way to proceed, much less. Are we going to pick someone? So they're all just standing around talking to each other while the Praetorian guards theoretically are acting. And according to Josephus, mm -hmm. the consul Saturninus argued for liberty and the rule of law, uh -huh. which could mean anything, right. really. I mean, what does that mean? Yeah. Oh, what do you think, Saturninus? Oh, freedom! What do you mean exactly? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> liberty free, for free all people. Yeah, Make yeah. me a leader and I will give you rule of law and freedom of a kind. What, what, what does that mean exactly? So can you break that down for a Saturninus? No, I can't. He's like... Look <laughs> like, at that. That's my dog whistle. I just say liberty, freedom, democracy, yeah. all freedom-loving people. As I've heard... <laughs> That if you can, the more times you can use the word freedom in a speech. That's right. You're, done. You're halfway there. Yeah. But he knew, Saturninus this is, that Claudius had survived at this stage and had the protection of nine Praetorian oh. cohorts. God damn. And that's... 
So yeah. uh, 3,500 highly trained and armed men just outside the gates of the city. The, the Senate, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the other hand, had three urban cohorts, 1,500 men. So they're yeah. rather outnumbered. Yeah, I don't do maths so well, but yeah, they've, they've got the cash. They've got fewer men. They can't make a decision which is normally not a problem for military-minded uh, people like the Praetorian Guard, so they better get their shit straight quick. And one of the things you need to do before you make a decision is maybe find out what the other side is doing. So maybe someone should go talk to the other side. Well, before they do that, yeah. the Senate also takes stock of what they've got. They've got control of the Treasury, which yes. was under guard in the capital. Of course, they've got armies all over the place, but by the time the armies get yeah, to Rome, it's away. probably going to be too late. Yeah. So according to Josephus, they declared war on Claudius and called him an enemy of the state. Now, do they suspect... I have to ask, based on your reading, do they suspect his status as being uh, rather physically encouraged to join the Praetorians, or they're not even thinking about that. It's Caligula, it's the Praetorians. They've got to be working together. He is now an enemy of the state. I guess I guess I'm asking, are they just assuming that he's with those guys? Or does it matter? Yeah, well, it depends on the timing of this. Obviously, this all happened fairly quickly. Whether right. or not they declared him an enemy of the state before or after he gave them his message, we don't really know. Sure. But... <clears throat> You know, maybe they just declared, sorry, you're uh, part of the uh, family yeah. and therefore, and you're with an army, so therefore you're an enemy of the state. Puts him in the same category as Catiline in 63 BCE or Mark sure. Antony after the Battle of Actium in 31 BCE. You're on the wrong but side. But as we said before, the people were pissed yeah. off when they heard what had happened to Caligula and they formed an angry mob oh, around the forum. Yeah. Which now Valerius Asiaticus, right? former Suffolk consul, was telling them basically to shut the fuck up, saying he wished oh, he'd been involved in the assassination. If I'd been there, he he would have been even more dead faster, more painfully. Oh, I wish I'd been there to ram him with my sword. Oh, I'm feeling it. Which was maybe now yeah. I didn't do it, right. so don't want to come be at me, bro. Clear. But I had nothing to yeah. do with this. But oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> like Cicero after the assassination of Julius Caesar. Oh, oh I just wish I somebody just, had asked oh, me. Told me. Send me in a message or email or something. I would have, oh, but. And, of course, the ironic thing is maybe he was a part of it and he was just trying to cover his tracks. Who knows? But the point is there's an angry mob going around, so the Senate has to factor that in as well. So two tribunes and maybe a foreign king was sent to warn Claudius right. against the idea of, of participating in a violent coup, Ooh. that he should give in to the Senate's demands, and they demanded that he appear before the Senate so he could give them his point of view on what should happen next. <laughs> Look, we promise we won't kill you, but if you could come with us without the guards, we just want to hear your thoughts. On the current situation, we'd love to have a little uh, think tank. Uh, that'd be great. We, m- got some we might even throw a party yeah, yeah, in yeah, your honour. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, you know, nothing wrong with that. But it's, because, it's, and here's the, here's the reason why you study history here, Claudius <laughs> understood Rain Cam's rule number one. <laughs> Never go to uh, an event in your honour, especially if there's food, because it's probably poisoned. Yeah. But... But Caligula's, excuse me, Claudius's answer is the best answer there is, and I just and I would be willing to give your left nut to know if it's true or not. When he says, "Look, I can't go with you. I know you want me to come with you. You want to resolve this. I get all that. I'm being held against my will. Me, I can't go with you even if I wanted to. So I don't know what to tell you guys. I because if I would, I would, yeah. I would totally. Look, I would totally be there, <laughs> Do the, like, I would, in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. To a servant of the state, I would, uh, I would yeah. kill you guys over there I'd, and blow you on the way. However, there's these uh, Praetorian guards who won't let me go anywhere, so we're kind of at an impasse. I would love to know if that's true, because if he's part of the conspiracy, that's fucking brilliant. And if he's not a part of the conspiracy, 
it's just him being honest. But again, we'll never know. Now, the second part about their uh, demand that he appear before them is they're not saying, come and let's discuss whether or not you take on, take the throne, take the principate. Right. They're basically suggesting that he's just going to provide his point of view about what should happen next. As a member of the Claudii Neronis, he doesn't actually have a claim on the principate. (laughs) This is a thing that was passed down to the Julii Cesares, and you're not one of them. Yeah. So, sorry, motherfucker. Even uh, if you, you don't even to. get exactly. Don't, yeah. don't yeah. even be thinking it because it ain't going to be happening. So, fuck off with that. And that's kind of ballsy considering he's standing around a bunch of Praetorian guards. But that's their job to deliver a message. Now, apparently the tribunes who were sent by the Senate, uh, no doubt, looking at the 300, uh, <laughs> three and a half thousand, sorry, men standing beside him with swords, yeah. uh, eventually uh, fell to their knees and begged him to accept the principate. Oh, I wish I had a big sword. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Before dawn the next day, there was another meeting of the Senate, but only 100 out of the 600 senators (laughs) were present. Now, you you might think that at an important moment like this... We we should show up. uh, Everyone would show up, but less than a fifth of them did. One-sixth of them did. Why why do you think that is, Ray? Uh, Something about writing on the wall. Look, this isn't going to end well one way to other. As we say in Virginia, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to grab my family and head to my villa in Campania or wherever, um, but I'm getting out while I can get out. I I just think they just saw another civil war coming. Lord knows there's been plenty of them over the uh, decades and centuries It's just going to get ugly real quick. Let's get the fuck out of here. They also studied history and they also saw shit when they, you know, they recognize shit when they see it. They got the hell out of there. I can't, I don't blame them. I do not blame them for running away. Well, that's one viable explanation. Mm -hmm. I think the other is that they weren't invited, that uh, their invitations went missing in the mail (laughs) and only a hundred. You can go now. Like, right. The core team said, look, obviously yeah. we couldn't agree on anything uh, with the full yeah, Senate yesterday. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just the core team. It's the inner, inner chamber. The, um, the quorum. Star chamber. Yes. Yeah, the quorum of yeah. the Senate. Yes. Again, though, they debated uh, whether or not they should end the principate or offer it to some other people, right. and there were a range of candidates. Oh, good. One was Caligula's brother-in-law, Vinicius, who put himself forward but was blocked by the consuls. Remember, he was married to uh, one of the sisters of Caligula who was in exile, but he himself had not been sent into exile. The sisters were apparently fucking Lepidus, goes the story. Lucky guy. he said, oh, I reckon I could do a good job. But the consuls went, fuck, are you fuck, kidding me? No. Fuck you. Shut up. Yeah. Who, who else? Who invited him? There was a, a new, uh, and this is important, a rich new man, uh, Homo Novo from Vienna, Narbonese Gaul, Valerius Asiaticus. His wife was the sister of a former wife of Caligula, Paulia, uh, excuse me, Lolia Paulina. But as we know from Monty Python, Distant ex-relatives are not the proper basis of her government or watery tarts throwing swords at a pond. So just because you were related to a former wife of the one uh, of the dead uh, emperor, that doesn't mean you're good enough to be uh, the leader. But again, and I wanted to ask you about this. This is a once in a lifetime moment. Yes, everybody's afraid. Everybody's kind of scared. There could be civil war at any moment. They're afraid of the Praetorian guards. But if you ever had a chance to seize power, to literally be the ruler of the known world, you've got to think that these guys are stepping up, offering up their names and just hoping against hope that someone says, yes, I second that. I think it's ballsy, but this is literally a once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, this Valerius uh, Asiaticus is the guy we said before who stood up and said, I wish they'd invited me to kill him uh, because I would have been in there. And now he's up there going, pick me. Yeah, so this is interesting. Like Vinicius, we believe, was part of the conspiracy. Right. 
Um, Valeria says Iaticus may have been, or at least said he wished he'd been. Right. And they're putting themselves forward as candidates to be the new princeps. Yes. Not to restore the Republic, (laughs) as we suggested in our last series was maybe the motivation for the assassination of Caligula. Right. But to be the new emperor, basically. Yeah. All that power, all that wealth. I mean, it's heady stuff. I would kill for it. I'd kill you, but there's an ocean between us. But um, I, I don't know. I, I just think these guys are grabbing a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Even if they're going to be shut down by other people, you've got to try. You've got to put your name out there because you never know what's going to happen. Well, uh, Valerius Asiaticus was rejected uh, partly because he was related to Vinicius. Now, Vinicius's nephew, Vinicianus, a.k.a. Finicky Anus, <laughs> was also proposed. Remember, he, oh too, was one of the conspirators against Caligula. Yeah. Um, he was rejected. Gaeticulus's successor in Germany, Sulpicius Galba, <laughs> oh. was also suggested. Remember, he was a bit of a badass. He'd been around yes. forever and... He was the guy that got them training again. Yes. That's right. Tough ass. But, yeah. of course, by the time the news reached him over mm-hmm. there in Germania, it was yeah. too late. Yeah. Apparently other generals like Plaudius, who was the governor of Pannonia, Memmius Regulus and Moesia were also sent letters, offered the role. But, again, by the time news reached them, it was too late. Yeah. And and I've got to think a lot of those men were not of the right stuff to literally saying, I'll take it and I'll march on Rome with my army and I'll make them appoint me princeps. I mean, they're not they're not the right guys to pull a Sulla. And I think the Senate knew who to to be afraid of and to who not be afraid of. But you're right. That's just way too many days to go by. This is going to be settled tonight or at least early in the next morning because stuff is happening. So when the Senate's envoys left Claudius supposedly paraded the Praetorian Guard who saluted him as Imperator, gave him their oath of loyalty and pledged their armed support. Ooh, right. Now, they may or may not have done this before or after. He promised them all a hefty pay rise. Now, Suetonius claims he was the first of the Caesars who resorted to bribery to secure the fatality of the troops. But I'm calling bullshit on that. I seem yeah. to recall Octavian having to buy the loyalty of the troops early on. He did, yes. And yeah. successive times after that as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, uh, and, and I don't, I don't want to mess up the storyline, but at some point you've got to think it, one of two things happened. Claudius is like, okay, well, fuck me if we didn't pull that off. This is awesome. I'm going to be the guy, and I'm going to pay you guys a shit ton of money. One option. The other option is someone at the Praetorians is going, look, um, Imperator, Claudius, we picked you. We saved your ass. You are going to be the new leader. You are going to pay us a shit ton of money, or we're going to kill you right here, right now. We just want to get paid. That's all we care about. I imagine at some point you never know who started what or how many conspiracies are out there or what their goals are. But to me, at this moment, it comes down to he with is it is either actively or inactively in on it, or the Praetorians are truly the ones who are taking advantage of the death of Caligula, which is scary as fuck. But they're the ones who are in the driver's seat. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, they're the ones seem to be pushing things. Well, and I think it's important to always keep in mind that the existence of the Praetorian Guard Mm -hmm. was to defend the princeps. Yeah, good point. If there ain't no princeps... (laughs) Ain't getting paid. There ain't no Praetorian Guard. (laughs) Then you have to... What happens to you then? Well, they they send you off to fucking Germany or somewhere. No, thank you. What do you want to be... A soldier in Rome yeah. or a soldier living out with the barbarians in the middle of fucking nowhere? Yeah. You can fuck the no. hookers or get fucked by the Germans. You pick. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah you, you. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what your wife says to you every night. I mean, I know. Yeah, you understand I get a that. I both. Right, right. Well, yeah. 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 But, yeah. So, 
Um, at the next meeting of the Senate, they were surrounded by a crowd of people and soldiers demanding that Claudius be made princeps. Oh, shit. Now, while Claudius may not be the direct heir to Caligula, he was related to Augustus and Tiberius. He was the son of the popular Drusus and the brother of the popular Germanicus. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a connection there that they can call upon. Now, here's the another weird thing from Josephus. According to Josephus, Uh King Agrippa of Judea also played a role in convincing Claudius to accept the promotion. Oh. He, sa- he happened to be in, in Rome at the time, King Agrippa. You, know, you may recall from the last season that he was pretty friendly with Caligula and kind of growing up. He was uh, one of these wards yeah. of the state kind of thing. House. He was a prisoner. Right. Yeah. And... Um, Josephus writes, partly by the persuasion of King Agrippa, who exhorted him not to let such a dominion slip out of his hands when it came thus to him of its own accord. Mm -hmm. He then claims that Agrippa raced home and was summoned to appear in the Senate, where he pretended that he didn't know what was going on. Hey! Oh, look, uh... I got this message. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What's happening, yeah. man? Like, uh, I don't know. I've kind of been incommunicado for in, the last day, you know. I was, I was in the bath. Netflix and chilling. <laughs> oh, Netflixing. Got a little bit baked. Was watching old Mr. Rogers episodes. A bit of Bob Ross. A oh, bit of Mr. Rogers' Neighbourhood. I'm still coming down, you know, so talk slowly. Tell me what's going anyone, on. Anyone got anything to eat? Yeah. Feeling, feeling peckish, I'm, man. And horny. <laughs> Peckish and horny. <laughs> Who wants to fuck? <laughs> no, we're like, listen. Look, calm down. Somebody get some coffee into that man. <laughs> In a hole. We got something important to tell you. Yeah. Oh, Somebody give him a packet of chips and some pizza <laughs> and some coffee. Now, listen. According to Josephus, they then asked him what should be done. Bullshit. Shit. Yeah. Bullshit. Sorry. Yeah, cough, cough, bullshit on that, Uh, Josephus. Right. Uh, Now, anyway, according to Josephus, he told them that he would support the Senate to the death, but seeing as the army was backing Claudius and it was far superior as a fighting force to the soldiers that the Senate had on their side, they needed to... Asked themselves whether or not they wanted another civil war on their hands. But he said, listen, you send me to Claudius and I will talk him into whatever you want. I'll talk him into coming here. Me and Claudie Claude, we go way back. Yeah. Um, We used to bathe together as kids. Yeah. Yeah. We've known each other forever. Brothers from a different mother. (laughs) Brothers from another mother. Just send me. It's all good. I got this. So, now, whether or not he went with the tribunes or went back as a sent second mission to Claudius isn't really clear. I, I think Josephus is suggesting he went with the tribunes, although our other sources don't mention that. But this right. is probably all bullshit. But Josephus says that when he went to Claudius, the Senate did send him there, <clears throat> not knowing he'd already been there. He whispered in Claudius's ear that the Senate was a fucking mess right. and coached him on what to do. Now, again, this just sounds like Josephus trying to make the Jewish king sound more powerful than he probably was. Yeah, the Romans because are pretty racist. obviously... So, yeah. But, as we'll see later on, Claudius was good to Agrippa afterwards and treated the Jews kindly, mm-hmm. as had most of his predecessors, except for Caligula <laughs> and Tiberius in one instance that we're aware of. But... Right. Um, Maybe this is Josephus's way of explaining that. And he's, you know, he's trying to just, he's writing a propaganda piece on how fucking awesome the Jews are. Ah. Uh, probably to be read by Romans. Right. Because uh, he's, you know, part of the court at the time he's writing these. So uh, he'd already uh, gone over to the enemy. Jesus. But he's probably going, oh, yeah, look, fucking Jews, man. Like, I know I'm a traitor to my people, but we're that awesome. said, yeah, yeah, we're pretty fucking awesome, let's be honest. Jews represent. Even, right. even 
Claudius thought so. Right. King Agrippa, if there's no King Agrippa, there would be no probably empire today. And oh, look at all the good shit. What has the yeah. empire ever done for us, you might ask yourself. You're welcome. <clears throat> You're welcome. Yeah. How do you say that in Yiddish? I don't know. So the Claudius told the Senate that in his second message to them, the first message was, listen, I'd love to come, but they're holding me captive here. The second message is while he didn't seek power, he had agreed to accept it and he wouldn't go back on his word because he's that kind of guy. (laughs) My word is my bond. Right. And it just happens to be that they're offering me the known world. I got to stick with it. Uh, I gave my word. That's very noble of him. He promised them that, listen, if you let me be the princeps, I will be a just ruler. Um, If you don't let me be princeps, look, I can't control these guys. They're probably going to come and fucking kill kill and rape and pillage. I can tell you. Look, not because I want them to, but just because... That's what they want, and uh, they yeah, want what they, they want, do. you know. Yeah, the heart so wants what the heart wants. Yeah. He's, he's basically giving them a veiled threat. Right. They're beyond my control, but not if you give me what I want, or what they want. <laughs> Excuse me, Freudian slip. So, but the point is, it is a veiled threat, and the senators know they've been outplayed and outmatched. So faced with that threat and no real immediate alternative contender, the Senate, as they have been doing for the last 90 years, <laughs> gave in. Right. Took their toga off, uh, put their dicks between their legs <laughs> right. and walked around saying, I'm a little girl, I'm a little girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. Claudius returned to Rome surrounded by his guard and summoned the Senate. Our Cinderella has become a beautiful woman. I I don't know where to go with that. (laughs) As did the rest of the Senate when they put their dicks between their legs. Right. It puts the lotion on its skin. (laughs) Uh, They passed decrees giving him all the powers held by Augustus, Tiberius and Caligula before him. He is 50 years old, the age... I will be in October. And, you know, I, I'm expecting right. that I too will have an army and be granted all of the uh, powers uh, when I turn 50. I, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think. There's going to be a big surprise party, but it's going to be from your army. It's going to be awesome. Thank you. I'm sure you and Chrissy and Tony Kynaston are working behind the scenes secretly on that. Hi. And uh, I'll just keep <sighs> pretending I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And 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 you say that and and my personal belief is that Calig- uh, Claudius is doing the same thing. He knows there's a plot. He can either not do anything and hope for the best, which is bullshit, especially as a horse historian, or he could try to suss out things, find things, have his supporters work on his behalf but not really tell him the details and benefit from that and and to me my personal opinion is it's something like that i don't think he was 100 percent deep into this but i think he knew something was afoot he had his own loyalists his own supporters who were working for him and it just broke his way and he benefited but i don't think he's completely innocent either i think he was involved somehow but not 100 percent directing everything like a like a master puppeteer that's my take on this what mm. about you Yeah, look, at I mean, the fact that he left early that day to hide is suspicious. Uh, It could be that somebody whispered in his ear, um, not just on that day, but earlier, listen, um, we're going to, like, here's how I, if I had to put money on it, this is what happened. He was told by members of the Praetorian Guard, um... Uh, or by senators, Vinicianus or Vinicius or one of these guys. Um, listen, we're gonna we're gonna kill Caligula today. Get yourself to safety. Um, you, you know, there's, we're, we're gonna handpick you. You're gonna be made right. the new emperor, right? Or the new princeps. Yeah. Don't worry right. about it. It's all under control. We got a plan. Uh, he when he was found by Gratus, he wasn't in hiding, 
I think right. that's uh, later propaganda made to make him appear weak and feckless. That was the yeah, that was the um, what do they call it in the military uh, where you get collected the um, evac hmm. that was his evac area right right, right. Yeah. get to the hemorium uh, you know hide behind a curtain in case <laughs> you know some other right. guys find you but we'll, we're we're going to send right. gratis gratis is going right. to get you he's going to whisk you off to safety don't but worry we've sure. all got it worked out right. But make sure your toes are sticking out because that's how he'll know it's you. If your toes are not out, he's just going to run you through with the sword <laughs> right through the curtain like Hamlet. Yeah. Make sure your toes are sticking out. That's the sign. Red, wear the red shoes right. like uh, <laughs> Dorothy in, in uh, The Wizard right? of Oz. Tap um, them together. Yeah, no, you know, it seems reasonable to me that there were different factions in the Senate and there were different factions in the Praetorian Guard, some that maybe wanted to kill everyone. Uh, right. And some that just wanted to kill Caligula and put Claudius in control. Maybe because they thought Claudius was weak and they would be able to control him sure. better because Caligula was uh, starting to become a little bit feckless, a little bit off the rails, all yeah. of these mock battles in Germany and uh, on the, the the shores of the yeah. uh, Channel and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. Unpredictable. But yeah. th- it... I, I tend to think that this was a plan and a plot and Claudius knew about it. Now, he may well have still been scared when he was discovered sure, that sure. maybe he was discovered by the wrong guys or maybe this wasn't going to go his way. But I tend to think he was in on it to some degree. Yeah. I mean, no one's ever killed off an important person to come up to me and said, hey, we decided you were going to be the ruler of everything. I mean, that just doesn't fucking happen, so... Yeah, there's more to the story. Well, not yet. No, <laughs> not did yet. I ruin something? There's still time. Shit. Okay, good, yeah. good. I'll pretend like well, I didn't say that. Well, just like, like he was the third heir. Right. You know, there's about four, no, uh, 6.9 billion people that need to die first. <laughs> but I then. Mean, so there is a number. Yes. There is a number. Yeah. You have a number. Fucking yeah. A. It's not impossible. <laughs> I mean, Bill Gates created with 5G the coronavirus right. to try and help that along for he, you. He's doing everything he can. And then you got the yeah, people who are doing st- his bit. Too, too stupid to wear masks, who get close to each other, who touch each other, who touch things, who don't wash their hands, mm. who spit on each other yeah. and kiss. Yeah. yeah, so they're helping me too. They just don't know it. But anyway, we're getting yeah. political. Or maybe they do. Oh, thank you. Okay, so. They they give him all of the powers. He's 50 years old. One of the first orders that he gives is for the execution of the Praetorian guards who were involved in it. He seems to have said, well, look, killing Caligula is one thing, but you didn't have to kill his wife and child, and you wanted to kill me as well. Right. And so you know what? Fuck you! Yes. And the horse you rode in on. <laughs> He's got to kill somebody. I mean, that's going to be way too many questions. Not, I mean, I get a, a pardon for the senators because they're the elites, but but someone's got to die. There's got to be some blood in the streets or it's not believable. Maybe if he was in on it and they knew that he was taking out the garbage. Smart. Um, that's what I would do. But he spared Sabinus, who was one of the conspirators, mm. apparently because he only wanted to kill Caligula, not the entire family. That's nice. But Sabinus, Sabinus, Sabinus committed suicide anyway. Convenient? Uh, well, they could have just had him executed, but uh, yeah. yeah, apparently, he, according to Josephus, he ran himself through with his sword right up to the hilt. Oh, like God. D'Angelo runs it up to the hilt <laughs> with Jesus. Heather. Now... There are other reasons, though, before we finish this episode, some other reasons to suspect Claudius might have been involved. Right. The families of some of the guys involved in the conspiracy, some of the guys who were actually killed by Caligula's German bodyguard and their heads paraded around, were treated well by Claudius afterwards. Oh. Was he just saying, look, I'm sorry that happened, or was do we think there's more to it? Well... They were involved in the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he's sort of rewarding their families for that. Right. Um, kind of weird. Yeah. But for the rest of his life, and the senators too, by the way, that were supposedly involved got 
off scot-free. But um, for the rest of his life, Claudius never seems to be particularly decisive or bold, so it seems unlikely that he would have been at the centre of the conspiracy. Right, it's too much. I just think he might have, you know, been a pawn in the conspiracy and might have even been aware of that, given a bit of early warning, get yourself to safety, that kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe Caligula's freedman, Callistus, who did well in the reign of Claudius. And as we know, well, we suspect he was a little bit worried about uh, whether or not Caligula might kill him because he was rich. Yes. Uh, maybe he whispered in Claudius's ear and told him to get to safety. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just motivation right there. And he has means and motivation, which is what cops always look for, detectives always look for in murder. So he's a very strong candidate. So... The senators that he left off uh, or that he absolved made him seem magnanimous, turn the other cheek, right. like Julius Caesar said, forgive thy enemies yeah. as I forgive thee, as Julius Caesar said. And is um, unlike Caligula, who was killing senators. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it made him seem good, uh, but it also meant he got a card up his sleeve. He could always implicate senators in the assassination later on and, or complain about how ungrateful they were for his clemency right. in this early stage. Right. Maybe that's being a bit cynical. It hey. was a full month, though, after accepting the principate before Claudius entered the Senate, and even then he took a bodyguard with him. <laughs> Duh. So he's not fucking around yeah. here. Yeah. No one's killing me. Anytime soon. So, yeah, good for him. But here's the thing. Like Julius, who he had written a book about, Mm -hmm. Claudius is the first of these guys, first of the emperors, the princeps, to take power through the use of the army. I mean, Augustus, when he was Octavian, had gone to war with Mark Antony and defeated him in order to get sole power after the triumvirate. But that's civil war. That's different. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, and, and, you know, he kind of inherited something from Julius. Right, his Not power, per se. His name. His wealth and his name and all that kind of stuff. Um, But the Senate granted him the power after he fought with Mark Antony. He didn't need to threaten the Senate, at least overtly. There was always an implied threat, an implicit threat there, but he didn't need to be explicit about it. Um, And he portrayed his rise to power as having destroyed a foreign enemy. You know, Cleopatra and Mark Antony had gone over to Cleopatra the way he positioned it, was going to move the capital to to Alexandria, etc., etc. Tiberius... Received power through inheritance. Yep. Caligula received the power through inheritance. Mm-hmm. But Claudius takes it by the threat of force. Right. And it's out in the which, open. He doesn't have to hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Which means he is the first real emperor of Rome. Uh, and not the person you would think that would do that. Because... He was declared imperator by the Praetorian Guard, who then threatened force against the Senate to get him into power. So, I would argue, he is the first real emperor. It was done against the wishes of the Senate, therefore it's a power play, therefore he is an emperor. Exactly. And he sort of uh, was quite happy to show off his gratitude to the guard. He struck coins. One (laughs) had a view of the barrack gate and a figure holding a military standard in front of it. Another had a guardsman shaking hands with Claudius. So uh, he was happy to put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. But as long as he's got their backing. And he's different from the guys who came before him in other ways as well. Of course, Augustus position himself only as the first citizen who was granted specific powers over a long period of time. Right. Reinforced his authority with success and yeah. and uh, you know act popular acclamation, but it was a gradual thing. True, Tiberius, true. you remember when he first took over, 
Mm -hmm. You know, sort of declined the position. Said he He didn't want it, seemed reluctant. Yeah, minimalist. They ended up saying, well, fuck, what powers (laughs) do you want for fuck's sake? (laughs) The Senate had to, like, prod him into it. He initially acted again like Augustus, just as, like, the first among equals, he had a minimal interpretation of his powers, kept saying, look, don't don't come to me, the Senate, you make all the decisions. Right. Just come to me if you get stuck on something. Yeah. I don't really want to do this job. I want to go back to being a philosopher fisherman. Right. Like Jesus. <clears throat> um, and, eventually, and, and, and he eventually uh, took on a little bit more power, but he continually refused to accept certain honours, like the name Augustus, the title Pater Patriae. Oh, yes. He never accepted. Um, Yeah, he was very reluctant to have statues built around, a belt of himself and put in temples and all that kind of stuff. Didn't want a cult to him. Caligula took all the titles. Yeah. But it was, again, by inheritance. He informed the Senate of his accession after the death of Tiberius. Well, he's dead. I guess I'm the new guy now. I've inherited it. Right. But Claudius took it by threatening war with the Senate. Damn. So unlike a Cinderella ending for this guy. But needs must. Desperate times, desperate measures. Well, I think that's where we'll leave episode three, Papa Bear. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be back next month with more on the story of the man who did not want to be emperor but had it thrust upon him. Yeah, boy! Stop making the American people part of your experiment. Nailed it. But go ahead, go ahead. Hold on your pants. And 30 minutes later, don't move. Folks, believe me, not a wreck right now. You're not making any friends here. Jew hammer. <laughs>